so I have an opening question for you tonight. What are some things in this world that bring people joy? Patty. Well, what brings me joy is my family and puppies. <laughs> Very good. Okay. Uh, and, and Ava, I saw you had your hand up. I was going to say my grandchildren. Grandchildren, yeah. They bring us joy. When I think about things just generally in the world, I think that, you know, a lot of people look for occasions like weddings or babies being born, success in the, in your job or in, in your accomplishments. Um, and everyone loves that joyful occasion, that joyful feeling. But many of those feelings wane over time. And that's when the regular issues of life set in. So tonight we're going to look at a passage that tells us how to have joy always. We've been doing a bit of a review. So two weeks ago, Ava mentioned that we are taking time to look back on the letters of Paul that we've studied. And she called those letters love letters to his church. And these letters focus on Christ. So these are Paul's letters and they're love letters focusing on Christ. And Ava shared with us from Galatians that there's no other gospel but the gospel of Christ. And last week, Rachel shared with us from Ephesians that our very life is in Christ. So tonight we're going to look at Paul's letter to the Philippian church with the theme of joy in Christ. So if you have your Bible, if you would turn with me to Philippians chapter 4, and we'll start in chapter 4, verse 4. So when we first studied this book, we learned that Paul was being held for trial in Rome, and he was writing this letter of encouragement to the church in Philippi. And Paul's joy in the Lord comes through in every part of this letter. So tonight we're going to focus on the verse, verse 4 in chapter 4, and it reads this way. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, rejoice. So this is actually the second time Paul writes these words in this letter, rejoice in the Lord. And it appears earlier in chapter three, but here Paul writes it again and he writes it twice. He says, again, I say rejoice. So three times tells me this is a pretty important thought that Paul is trying to convey to the Philippians about the Christian life that Paul is calling them to. So what exactly is meant by rejoicing? Well, to rejoice is to be joyful or to be delighted. It is the expression of joy within. And in the Greek, the word for rejoice and joy are closely related. So this great delight or rejoicing, this is seen throughout the Bible. In the Hebrew scriptures, we see many instances of rejoicing. Some were commanded by the Lord as part of the feasts such as with the Feast of Booze at the harvest, they were told to rejoice. And during the Passover celebration, they rejoiced in the thought of their deliverance. So rejoicing in the uh, Old Testament was often shown in community, and it involved eating and drinking and dancing and praising and worshiping. But the main focus of all the rejoicing was always God, his goodness, his provision, but especially his salvation. And when we move to the New Testament, we see the rejoicing in God continues. Mary rejoices in God as her Savior when she learns she'll be the mother of Christ. In Luke 2.14, the angels bring news of great joy, and they rejoice by praising God in the highest at Jesus' birth. 
Luke 10, 21 says, Jesus rejoiced in the Holy Spirit when he could see his kingdom coming on earth. And we see the Philippian jailer in Acts 16, 34, rejoicing when his, he and his entire household received the good news of Christ. So now in Paul's letter to the Philippians, Paul repeats the word joy and rejoicing at least 18 times in this one letter. So we can see Paul was full of joy and rejoicing when he wrote this letter. And his expression of joy helped these new believers see joy, the joy that he could see. And through this letter, he gives some reasons for his joy. In chapter 1-4, he says he's rejoicing with the partnership he has with the Philippians in the spread of the gospel. And in chapter 118, he rejoices that Christ is being proclaimed. No matter what is happening, he's rejoicing. In chapter 2, verse 2, he's rejoicing that the Philippians are like-minded, that there's this unity in the church. And in chapter 2.16, Paul rejoices that the Philippians are progressing in their witness, with their Christian witness and growth, and in their hope of the day of Christ's coming. See, Paul could see the joyful things happening around him, and he encouraged those, others to see those things too. So I'd like to pause here and ask you, if any of you would like to share some things about the Lord that makes you rejoice. Donna. I, I rejoice when uh, Charlie and I, in the morning, when after we've prayed and we're getting ready to do our study and, and uh, go through the Bible and that, it's a very, it, it's just, I, I just am so filled with so much joy because I know the God of the universe is sitting with me while we're going through all of this. And it's just such a joyful time. And I'm so excited to come on on Wednesday nights and Tuesday morning when our prayer team, and that's all joyful for me, but just knowing that the God of the universe is here, that's pretty amazing to me. Yes. And it makes me so happy. <laughs> that, that's, that's a great reason to rejoice, the presence, very presence of God with us. Thank you. Anyone else want to share something they rejoice in in the Lord? Lehia. When I go to sleep to be able to talk to the Lord in my personal relationship and also in the morning, something that makes me give me joy to be able to end my day, talk to the Lord in the evening and in the morning for, for the relationship that I have with him that make me peace, make me feel peaceful. Yes, that, that's great. Yes. What a, what a feeling of joy, right? To have the Lord's uh, presence with us all, all through the day. Thank you. Okay, Tamara. So mine is similar to Lickia's, but, um, I, you know, sometimes I just, like, been taking Saturdays, and I just feel like, um, I don't know, like, I'm just getting more closer to the Lord because I just want to sit quietly with him. So it's like there's this luxury feeling. It's like luxurious, you know, to be able to just have the word. And I, there's, no, you know, I don't have, there's no, I, there's nowhere to go that I want to go. And so I just want to be there in the moment. And so I'm just, I feel like that's you know, getting deeper and deeper for me. So it's, it's luxury to have that time. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful. Yeah. Okay. A any, any others want to share? Yes, Rachel. Well, definitely uh, rejoicing in creation. Um, it was I was looking outside and this morning, uh, eating my breakfast, and I could see the the sunrise in the sky, and it was just really pretty. 
um, but also uh, seeing what the like people grow in their relationship with the Lord and see people transform like the Lord in his transformation of people um, as they follow Jesus is joyful to me. Yes. And I, I think Pastor Linda, were you also? Uh, yes, I, I do. I was thinking though, um, I heard two answers to prayer that uh, recently uh, one um, at the pastoral team meeting and they had been praying for a while and there, this person's prayer was answered and I could just feel the joy that this had come to pass. And uh, also uh, a second time uh, today I was with somebody and they had a, a prayer of uh, praise of what happened. Uh, it's something that if it happened in any part of the country, it would not be so big. It involved property taxes. <laughs> <laughs> but here, it was like a, a, a cutting in half of the person's property taxes. So I was like, whoa! <laughs> so I don't know. I just felt the rejoicing from these answer prayers. Yes, that's great. Yes. Uh, any others? These are great. This is this is our practicing of rejoicing. And uh, any other anyone else like to share? Okay, we we will move ahead. But I I I so enjoy hearing these praises and how encouraging they are. And and this is what Paul was doing. He was encouraging um, his church by uh, showing his his great rejoicing in the Lord. So, you know, we see Paul's overflow of joy and rejoicing when he's sharing his great truths with these believers in Philippi. But the reality was that Paul was in prison and the church was being persecuted. People were fighting within the church and the person they sent to help Paul almost died. And Paul longs to see these fellow believers, but he can't because he's in chains. Yet, in this letter, Paul expresses his joy and gives them the secret of rejoicing, and that is to do it in the Lord. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. I say rejoice. As I heard you all have shared that you have this key, the key is rejoicing in the Lord. If Paul was to look at the circumstances, or the Philippians were to look at the circumstances in the world around them, there wouldn't have been much rejoicing. Besides the internal struggles of the growing church, there was external persecution, suffering, and the threat of imprisonment. But with the eyes of the Spirit and the focus on the Lord, they saw much to rejoice in. Paul tells us in Galatians that joy is a fruit of the Spirit. And in Romans 4, 17, Paul tells us that the kingdom is one of righteousness, peace, and joy. So this means any believer in the Lord can have the joy and express it in rejoicing no matter the circumstances. So we have one among us who has been identified as a joy exemplar. <laughs> that is a model of joy. <laughs> so I have asked Rich Swingle to share with us how he rejoices in difficult situations, in difficult times. And, and I do want to say, honestly, he was identified as this joy exemplar uh, by someone who is studying joy. And uh, so I'm happy that Rich has agreed to talk to us because it's when things are good, it seems easier to be joyful. But when things are difficult, 
uh, we have to see it more from the Lord's way. So I asked Rich if he would share how he maintains his joy in difficulty. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And I'm just going to put in the chat the link, richdrama.com forward slash joy to an article I wrote about that experience of being identified as a joy exemplar and going through this study. And in the in the in my interview with the gentleman doing this research, he spent about a half an hour with me identifying a statement that that I can go back to um, that helps me remember where my joy comes from. And what we worked out was I am filled with joy because I have access to all of God's power and I know that he is for me. And so in the midst of of uh, difficult times, I can go back to that statement. And as Joyce pointed out, it's really resting on the word of God that we are, when we're in relationship with him, we are his children. We are uh, bought by his blood. He cares about us. Greater things will you do uh, than I have done because I am sending the Holy Spirit who now lives within us. So all of these are biblical principles kind of condensed into a a statement of where my joy comes from. And so just yesterday, we read that a woman was outside of an abortion clinic and her head was bowed and a police officer came up to her. This is in England. I don't know if it was London, but somewhere in the UK. And the police officer asked her what she was thinking about with her eyes closed and head bowed. And she explained that she was praying uh, for the end of abortion, that the women inside would choose to protect the lives of the children within them. And the police officer arrested her. And so we are, we are bombarded with this kind of, of news on a day-to-day basis as our society hurls away from God. But as the darkness gets thicker if we keep going back to the word of god knowing that you know the antichrist will come one day if he hasn't already been born and yet we know that the lord will be with the remnant that he wants to use us for such a time as this and that we have access to his power and he cares about us and that we can be conduits of that power as we rely on him and that gives me joy in the midst of, of whatever the circumstances are. No, I wasn't being arrested, but we know that the day is coming. Uh, you know, when, when we will be uh, persecuted directly ourselves for our faith in Jesus. And so we, we need to have those, those foundations we can go back to that remind us we can have joy in the midst of of dark times. Yes, thank you, Rich. It it does bring to mind a a situation that I had faced in the last several months uh, where there was definitely people of a different belief coming against my beliefs and a close friend. And so it was really a, a difficult situation, but I could still feel the joy of the Lord in it because it gave me opportunity to witness for the Lord and speak the truth about the Lord. And somehow that um, being in agreement with the Lord and having the power of the Holy Spirit to speak his word 
uh, actually brought joy to me, uh, even in the, the difficulty of the situation. I just want to highlight the, <laughs> the power that Rich is talking about, that the power of the Holy Spirit in us to give us that joy and to be able to stand uh, in the difficulties. So I wanted to ask, would anyone else like to share how they rejoiced in a difficult situation or felt that rejoicing in the Lord? Tamara. Sorry, I know I'm going again, but I- Oh I no, just, <laughs> please, it's okay. please. Yeah, because I, I, when I, many of you know, when I started my job before and I didn't really go into much detail, but I, there was a persecution early on when I shared a slide in a Psalm and so there was um, something that should not have happened. And that's how I started the job. But when I left the job and I said goodbye to them and I gave back my equipment, something else happened. And that was, I was able, they received prayer for me, if you can believe this. But initially I was persecuted and I didn't really talk about that a lot, but that's how it started. So in that year and a half, but I would never have imagined mm -hmm. that they would have received, you know, what I, the prayer of the Lord, the Lord spoke. Yes. He did. So <laughs> like, it could turn around in a situation is, is the hope and joy there. So. Right. Yes. Yep. Yes. The hope to, and that the Lord is working no matter what we're, what is happening. Right. And the rejoicing in that. That's great. Any, any others who would like to share about rejoicing and difficulty? Donna. I think for me, I, I get, um, if, if something bothers me, there's not a whole lot that I can really say that gets me really down, down, because I go right to the Lord now. I've learned to do that and, and get back into my joy. But I know now that if I um, just sit quiet before God and just, uh, re, it's almost recenter or refocus and get my joy back that way and just be one-on-one -on -one with the Lord, surrendering everything that is not joyful to me at that time. Then it comes back to me very um, a lot a lot easier than it ever has. But it's been a process to learn that. But now it's so much easier because I can give that back to him and then receive my joy again. Because I'd much rather be in joy than I would be in, in controversy or a bad feeling. You know, that's a much better feeling for me. So I like that. I like being in joy. <laughs> so. That's that's great. Uh, yes, Agnes. Well, most of the time for me, it's in worship, um, the lyrics that speak to me and I feel like it's connecting me to the Lord. I get joy out of it. I, I was thinking, as Donna was saying, when something feels wrong and it's a difficult situation, bringing it to the Lord and receiving his peace, I suppose there's some connection between joy and peace. It's typically the peace depending on the situation, that could be joy as well. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I, and I think there is a link between the rejoicing and peace because you know the Lord's working. You're, you're rejoicing at who he is, yeah, in the situation. Yeah, that's great. Thank you, Agnes. So, uh, so Paul is telling us and showing us uh, in Philippians to rejoice in the Lord always can be done. It can be done because joy is always available through the power of the Holy Spirit at work in us. And it's for us to turn our eyes towards the Lord and see that joy and, and allow the Holy Spirit to rejoice through us. So 
Rejoice in the Lord always, and I say it again, rejoice. Continue to rejoice. So let me pray for us. And thank you everyone for who shared and uh, brought encouragement uh, to the body on how you rejoice. So Lord, we just come before you and we just uh, rejoice in you right now, Lord. We just thank you. I thank you for how you have worked in each of these um, individual lives, Lord, who shared tonight. Uh, and we know this is your Holy Spirit working through each of us. And I just uh, thank you, Lord, that we can rejoice always. You said to rejoice in the Lord, and that is rejoicing in you, and it can be done always despite the circumstances. So I ask, Lord, you, that uh, as we go along, Lord, and, and face difficulties or uh, whatever you have in our lives, that we know we can recenter back on you, Lord, that we can come back to you uh, and worship and praise and allow the Holy Spirit to help us to rejoice uh, so we can um, be pleasing in our, our hearts to you, Lord, but also that you uh, uplift us, Lord, with your joy. And so I just uh, thank you again, Lord, for the power of your Holy Spirit in us to bring you great joy uh, that's mediated through our relationship with you through Jesus Christ. And we pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen. If you were moved by today's message, that was the Holy Spirit wooing you to himself. God created the entire universe so that he could be in relationship with us, so that he could be in relationship with you. His son came to the earth. Though he was completely without sin, he died the death of a sinner took all of our sins upon himself and was resurrected so that we could have eternal life. All we need to do is accept what he did for us. You can find out more at westchesterchapel.org forward slash salvation. But why not pray with me right now? Lord Jesus, thank you for suffering and dying for me. Thank you that your death atoned for everything that I've done to separate me from you. I pray that you would forgive me of my sins, wash me clean, and Holy Spirit, come into my life and empower me to live for you. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, we'd love to know about it. Please send an email to info at westchesterchapel.org. Now, our website is under construction right now, so these links may or may not work. But if you go to westchesterchapel.blogspot.com, in the right-hand column, you'll see an article on salvation and a way to get in touch there. If you live in or near Westchester County, we hope you'll join us. Find out when we're meeting at westchesterchapel.org. Again, that website may be under construction, but be patient with us. Also, if you're outside of the area, you can join us on Zoom, and that info will be there as well. But we do encourage you to get plugged into a local body of Christ-centered, Bible-believing Christians. Lord bless you.